today I'm continuing our series of 2023 Faithful Everyday Mom Interviews. These are women who, like you and I, are not perfect or famous, but just everyday moms growing in wisdom and actively choosing to live out their faith in Jesus and share it with their kids. Please be sure to contact me if you have someone in mind when you think of an everyday faithful mom. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so you will always be notified about new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a love worth finding ministry, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey friends, today I'm interviewing someone that I've always looked up to. She helped lead worship when I was in the youth group. And then when I got married, she sang at my wedding. And I've always looked up to her and wished that I had half the voice that she had. I watched her become a wife and then a mother. And she's one of the godliest women that I know. So please welcome Natalie Askew on Zoom today. Thanks for being here, Natalie. I'm so excited to be here with you. Natalie has been married to David for 19 years. They're ministry partners. They lead worship together. And like I said, back in the day in the youth group for me, but now they lead corporate worship together. They have three kids and Natalie homeschools. And obviously, like I've mentioned, she's a musician and has a huge passion for the Word of God. So I'm so glad that she's joining me today, and I'm going to go ahead and get started Natalie, one of the questions I love to start with in interviews is, how do you have your quiet time as a mom? Well, um, currently, I would say as my children are getting a little older, um, it is becoming a little easier to have a little bit of one-on-one time with the Lord. Um, Like you said, I I do homeschool, so we aren't quite as much on a regimented early, early morning. So generally, I am the first one up besides my husband. And I go ahead and get up and I just get straight to it, sit at the kitchen table, get my coffee ready and and um, sit down and see what the Lord has to say to me. And since I've been calling these faithful everyday mom interviews, what is something that makes you just an everyday mom, just average? What is something that comes to your mind? Yeah, I'm, I honestly like asking that question is funny to me because like I feel like I'm probably like less than normal. Um, (laughs) There's like normal people who like, you know, do the mom things. Yes. I drive a minivan and all those kind of things, but like, you know, I like, I wash my hair maybe once a week and then, um, you know, regular clothes. Like, I mean, like outside of like workout clothes, um, usually happens on Wednesday and Sunday. (laughs) So, Natalie, as a mom of three, you're trying to raise your kids to know Jesus and be obedient to what God has called you to do. And I know we've talked a lot about this, but do you ever feel alone in that calling? You know, like staying true to your convictions, what God has given you um, to raise your kids, that you see other friends caving as your kids grow older, and sometimes it'd just be easier if you could do the same? Uh, absolutely. Um I can literally look back on my life, really all of my life, but especially as a mother where God would put in a lady that's just ahead of me and maybe the stage of life with their children. And through that woman, God would just 
speak truths to me that I needed right at the time to prepare me for the next stage. And I remember when um, Esther was little, she was in preschool and um, um, a mom friend of mine, she had a lot of older children and then had a younger one. And she just was telling me, she was like, do not cave on your convictions. You need to set right now, you need to set some hard guidelines that you will not cave on. And she told me, she was like, listen, as you get older and as your kids get older, you will one by one start to see them falling away from their convictions they seem so strong on. And you've got to decide now. And I am so glad because at that time, there was some hard lines that um, David and I really wanted to put in place for our family um, that weren't really like standard America <laughs> or American Christian, um, but just things that we felt were foundational on the word of God. And um, but now I can see as Esther is getting older, um, she's just now in the youth group. Um, you know, for instance, she doesn't have a phone. Um, now, like I said, I'm a homeschool mom. She's with me like 24 seven. So like, it's not like, well, what are you going to do if she's at practice and can't, well, if she's at practice, I'm there too. So like, she literally does not have a need for that because she's always with me. Um, but we just like went on a youth trip. Of course, our whole family went <laughs> and, um, while we're there, there was like a little bit of free time. And, um, it's like one of those moments in my mind, I'm like, man, it'd be really easy to just like, let her have that, <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, just things like that. And she's the only one, you know, like it's a common occurrence that even in the conferences are like, Hey, if you have your cell phone, hey, put up your cell phone or whatever like that. And she's like, mom, I'm the only one that doesn't have one. And those are hard things. But David and I have agreed that this is something that we are not going to bend on for this time. There will come a time when we need to do that. But if I hadn't already had a hard line on that at an early age for her, it would be Right now, that would be Kevin. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just feeling alone. Um, yeah, I mean, praise God, he has given me some friends around me that are like-minded, and we kind of have a pact on some of these things, but we don't all go to church together. So, you know, there's always going to be a place where it's, it becomes hard and it becomes easier to um, cave into on, on con- some strong convictions. Yeah, and you shared with me that, I guess maybe you said it was last year that you were really struggling with with what you're talking about, not caving and, and really staying strong in what you believed in, what the Lord had given you. And you said that there were some moms that, that were younger than you that approached you at your uh, church and wanted to potentially start meeting with you because they were kind of like you were back when that when that woman that you looked up to talked to you they needed someone to help kind of guide them and you started a group with them that met every week would you tell us a little bit more about that and what the lord how he kind of put that together and what y'all did every week yeah um that was um it was a time in my time in my life where i i did i was like not physically alone, but just like, I was kind of like, is anybody else like on this same path? Like, does anyone else share these kind of stronger convictions, you know, and on the little things and stuff like that, I was just feeling like, where are the families? And, and even, um, 
you know, in church, uh, you know, not just coming to church out of motion, but truly looking for um, kindred hearts, you know, and, and moving forward and growing the kingdom and having that closeness. And um, I had come, I had started reading this book um, called Mama Bear Apologetics and um, just the, the reality of um, what our children are facing that is so different than what I faced as a child and um, really wanting to give my kids just like the, you know, the best preparation I possibly could foundation for them to walk out their faith for the rest of their days. Um, I just was like praying to the Lord, asking for some like-minded people and God just really, um, put together in my mind, it was like, I could see these four people. Um, and from that, like groups growing and together, just growing in Christ as mothers and, you know, really the gatekeepers of our home. And so through that, I thought it was going to be this certain group of people because they were just kind of my close friend group. We all have kids, similar ages, that kind of thing. Well, I could see, I just threw a few mentions, like that wasn't going to work out at that time, just busyness and, you know, overcommitment, that kind of thing. Well, um, I get a random text from someone and of course, obviously not random at all, but um, just said, I don't know why I'm sending this text, but I just really am looking for some type of a Bible study or something. And you just keep coming to mind. And this is a young mom who has a young child at the time. And I'm just like, it flies all over me. Of course, I'm like, Wow. And I'm so I was like, listen, this is not at all by chance. And I was like, let me know when's a good time to call because, you know, having babies. And um, so anyway, she was like, OK, here's nap time. You know, I'll give you a call. So she calls me. So we basically talk through this. I kind of tell her what I've been reading, what I feel like the Lord is leading in. And she was like, OK, I said, let's commit to pray for two weeks. So we began to pray for two weeks and ask God is this what you want us to do? And who do you want to be involved? And one by one, like the Lord pieced the people together so beautifully. And um, my last kind of line of defense there was to talk to my husband and make sure, because I knew he would he would help me kind of manage um, if I was getting myself into more than I could handle at the time. And so I called him. I was like, listen, this is the thing. This is what we've been praying about. And I need to know, do you feel like this is a good idea or do you feel like this is an overcommitment? And he was like, it sounds great to me. And it also meant that it was our home. So I was opening our home and I needed to make sure he was um, good with that. And so um, everybody was on board. And so once a week we began meeting and um, it's just been really incredible, just formed such a sweet friendship and um, they have just really sharpened me. They've kept me on my toes and um, just fell in love with them and their families. I love that. So you and these four young moms are meeting and you shared the books with me called Mama Bear Apologetics and I have ordered them for everyone that's listening. They seem incredible. I can't wait to get started on them. I ordered them over the holidays and I'm really excited to get started, but would you tell us a little bit more about how they have challenged you and your group and just changed the way that you even parent and these and these other ladies as well? Yes. Um, they 
challenged me in a way that I didn't even know. I was so unaware. <laughs> um, it really opened my eyes. And basically, um, it is, it, it came from mom's heart. So it's actually the, the main writer is actually does not have children of her home. Oh, so, I mean, it really, we can, it, it doesn't matter if you have children at home or, or you have children of the faith, like you can benefit from this in teaching kids. But um, anyways, it kind of goes through where we are as a country, um, what it looks like. Um, you know, we had this idea, like when I was growing up, if my mom and dad said it, but it was the gospel truth, you know, I believed it. And I didn't even really need um, proof for that for a long time. <laughs> I just believed what they said. Yeah. And um, we are in a day and age now that says, question everything, <laughs> you know, and while that can be very scary, it doesn't have to be. So instead of being like, because I said so, or da 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 da, you know, like some general overarching statement, encouraging your children in conversation and, and teaching them how to wrestle with these doubts, uh, how to know how to respond and why that what we say is truth actually is true, that it's something they can stand on, the proof behind it, you know, that it's not just because mom and dad said so, but this is actually the only thing that's real. Um, in that, um, some of the things that has changed in my parenting is like they have this whole idea and they're called the chew and spit method. And that's something that I have implemented with my children a lot. And basically it's like, you know, not everything is black and white. Now, as a, as a toddler, no, yes, black and white. But as they grow older, you can learn truth from things that are not holy. <laughs> or you can have someone who is a godly person who fails. So not everyone is perfectly good all the time or, or someone else is not perfectly bad all the time. So being able to discern truth, no matter what the source is. So some of the ways that we have been talking about that is just like, you know, what if we hear a song or something, it's like, what are, what idea are they trying to portray to you? You know, is that good? Is it bad? That kind of thing. Yeah. And so your kids can determine like truth based off of anything worldly or like from the church that they hear? I mean, yes, we're definitely growing in that direction. That's one of the things that I ask them a lot is like, you know, someone will say something, uh, I don't know, some kind of like an absolute statement, you know, um, I'll use something very, you know, minor, but like the sky is blue, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, we would just like start playing this game. Like if we're in the, in the car, the sky is blue. Is that objective? There is it su that subjective, you know, and they're like objective. Why? Well, because it's blue for everyone, you know, truth is what is real. And then subjective, you know, like this is the best chocolate ice cream I've ever had, or it's, this is the best chocolate ice cream. Is that objective or subjective? Oh, that's subjective because it's not true for every person. So like we started implementing that kind of, thought process in little things. And now it's like, it's super helpful because like, while we do try to guard our children from a lot of the world, we don't shy away from the issues of the world. While I don't want to present them with sinful living in everything they watch, I, I want to guard their hearts from that because I don't want their hearts to become desensitized to sin. 
at the same time, I want them to know the truth from me and from God's word. And so when we have these situations or if something comes across the TV or a, a commercial comes across and it's like, whoa, 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 mama, you know, they freak out. They're at the age. They freak out if it's something that's not right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what is the message they're trying to tell you? You know, and um, we just kind of try to dissect things that way. That's so neat because I shared with you, my kids are a little bit behind yours, but in the same way, like I want them to learn how to decipher truth um, according to God's word um, for themselves. And if you just tell them, you know, it's going to be this way, it, you know, that's wrong or that's right, you know, that's not allowing them to go through the process. And I love how you said, you know, mom's listening, you can start with just very small, basic things like trivial things, even about the sky, about the ice cream and all that, and just start teaching them how to learn about truth and that and that this book would come alongside you and help you with that as well. So I'm really excited to read it as you've shared about it with me. Um, and just to kind of piggyback on that, you know, as moms are listening to you um, share, you know, like what the Lord's been teaching you, I think that it would be easy for for any of us to get scared or worried about just how much the world has changed just in the short amount of time from us being kids to now adults. You know, um, it's it's ever changing and honestly growing darker and more sinful um, every day. And so how could you, I guess, encourage moms that are listening um, just to not be worried about that, but just to stay focused on teaching your kids these truths and pointing, pointing their families to Jesus. That's, um, I mean, in today's time, like, I mean, we do live in a scary world, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, just this past week, my kids were just confronted with something that was so, um, like a direct hit to their sweet little hearts, um, through watching something that was totally safe, you know, I say totally safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, just like a direct hit to them and their confidence in what is true and what is sin and what is not. And um, it is so easy to like kind of back down and just be like, I'm scared. And I like I go between I was just talking to my sister about this last night. Actually, I go between wanting to just completely like go off grid, (laughs) you know, and just be like, forget it. Um, then coming back into, you know, be in the world, not of the world. And, you know, that my children saved by God's grace are called to the mission, just like I am, (laughs) you know, and just being like, okay, this stuff, you know, it's, it's, we got to fight. We've got to fight. We got to fight with our prayers. We got to fight with what we know. So really through all of these changing times of the past couple of years and the despair that is across the world, um, I have children that tend to worry. Um, they come by that honestly. And, um, so they would get scared of some world event or something and buddy by the Holy spirit, he just was like, Natalie, you better tell them <laughs> that they are warriors for me. 
And so I began to just speak that truth into their lives that you were born for such a time as this. God is not surprised by what's going on, but he has prepared you for this time. And you are going to be a warrior for Christ. And that doesn't start when you're an adult. That starts right now. That starts right now. And, you know, one of the verses that my, um, especially Esther, she will quote a lot when she gets scared or whatever is out of First John 4, when it says, greater is he who is in me than who is in the world. Like we have the greatest power within us, you know, and just like we talked last year, we studied Revelation and it talks a lot about a lot of scary things, you know, but then it talks about the warriors of God and his angels and how they are fighting on our behalf and how we have the victory. And it says in Revelations that we have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony that, you know, through our testimony, what Christ has done in us, this is how we overcome. This is how we are a light in the darkness. This is how we do not be scared of it because light dispels darkness. We do not have to be afraid. And living in that kind of mindset and knowing that we fight, we fight these darts and everything that the enemy is throwing at our families already won. (laughs) We have the victory in Christ. And so we don't have to power down. We can stand strong on the word of God and do everything with gentleness and kindness to the world around us. Amen. Uh, What a way to leave it. That's so powerful. A hundred percent agree. And I so appreciate you sharing all of that with us today. Um, I just think it's been such an encouragement, but also a challenge. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yes, absolutely. And I just want to throw it out there. If any of you listening have a mom that comes to your mind when you think of a faithful everyday mom, like for example, Natalie today, um, I grew up knowing her. She came to my mind. And so I had her on today and I'm so glad that I did. But if you think of someone um, that has a story to share or someone that has maybe been um, an influence in your life and would be willing to share, if you would please do me a favor, you can send me an email or you can message me on social media. Um, and I would love to have some different ideas of faithful everyday moms to interview this year in 2023. And all of that contact information is going to be in the show notes. And I also really quick wanted to tell everyone listening about a great Bible study. I know Natalie shared about the Mama Bear Apologetics, and the links for that are going to be in the show notes. But also, there's another resource that I wanted to share about for your family that right now for a gift of any amount for a limited time for the month of just February only. um, I know that I've explained that Faithful 31 Moms is a podcast that is founded by Love Worth Finding Ministries. That's with Pastor Adrian Rogers. And each month, Love Worth Finding has something called a premium where you can receive a product for giving a gift of any amount to the ministry. So when I think of a premium that is good for moms, a good fit for you all that are listening, something that I would personally want to have, um, I like to share about it. So this is a Bible study called A Future for the Family, teaching you so that you can teach your family that God created marriage between one man and one woman, and that is not an old-fashioned thing, right? That is a biblical thing. 
we must be ready to back it up with scripture, just like Natalie's been talking about today, about sexuality, marriage, God's design for the family, um, what God's word has to say about that. So check that out today. Um, That's a great deal for a gift of any amount, big or small. Um, And the link for that will also be in the show notes. So I just want to say once again, thank you, Natalie, for joining me. Oh, this has been such a joy. And thank you all for listening today um, to all these wonderful things that Natalie has shared with us. If you have enjoyed this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. And to catch all the latest, you can follow me at Faithful31Moms on Instagram. Thanks again for listening. And remember to keep up the good work of pointing your kids to Jesus. Jesus.